Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I feel stupid and contagious, but here we are now, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Beller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello, 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 hello. And Luke Moore's here. I'm an albino. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Yeah, we're here. We are here, my goodness. Um, A mosquito, you say? Nonsense. Right then, Arsenal will be playing Sutton United on an artificial 3G pitch in the FA Cup. That's tonight. So Mm. it hasn't happened. I mean, to be honest with you, it could be the greatest... uh, Upset in in recent times in the FA Cup. Oh, nothing nothing weird ever happens just after we've recorded a show, does it? So I'm sure it'll be a routine win for Arsenal. Oh, it could have been six nil. <laughs> but what we do know is Arsene Wenger expressed his concern about the three G surface, mm. despite it being nice and rubbery based these days. If it was sand, imagine the yeah. injuries for Arsenal and them having one at the training ground. <laughs> I've been on it. I've actually kicked a couple of balls on that on that three uh, G indoor one. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, no, London Colney. London Colney. Yeah. Did you get injured? Yeah, I didn't get injured. No. Kick him out into touch, did you? No, but I, I think Danny Wel- Danny Wilbert can't actually play, can he? It, well, he's, they're not taking a risk, are yeah. they? Yeah. So I mean, it? once it gets to the point where players not sure whether they can play it or not, it's probably not the correct <laughs> surface. <laughs> yeah. Well, excluding grass, of course. What alternative surface? What substance there, I suggest, would you choose to have the game played on, Jim? What I would have would be a thick layer of green felt. So it looked like a Sabutio <laughs> table, right? Mm-hmm. But underneath it, a treadmill on the whole pitch. Ah. So, um, like, obviously, one team's at a distinct disadvantage, mm-hmm. but um, then when you switch around at half-time, yep. then you, you gain the advantage. So Basically, if the players stopped moving, they would <laughs> they end would... up in their own goal. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got to keep running, and if you you know if you want to get a little speed boost, you've got to change direction, what and would, that completely changes the game. What would Dimitar Berbatov do? Nothing. Uh, yeah, he'd just sit in the net. They'd be in the stand, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how I do. It. Imagine corners as well. You'd have to run on the spot. Everyone would have to run on the spot the to defend is, them. And you think instinctively that when it's moving in your direction, you'll be happy with that. But if you're a forward, you've got to be offside the whole time. And yeah, keep it, going. Well, yeah. Mm. You, so you've got to keep turning around, very and running, tough. and I like it. Very all, tough. I also think n- nobody should know about it until the game kicks off. <laughs> no, anyone who's seen me play will know that it looked like the treble was going in the opposite direction I wanted most of the time. But the thing is, though, that uh, as you say, the strikers to stay on side would have to, to work, but the defenders to stay in a position would have to work as well. Exactly. Because they would get dragged a very high line indeed. Should, they should train like that and it'll make the game look really yeah, easy. The game would be, yeah, just absolutely easy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ima- imagine the state of it by the end. They'd all be completely exhausted, mm. but for that reason, there'd be loads of goals. You need more substitutes. You could do some amazing slide tackles as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's Sol Campbell one for England that time. The never-ending slide yeah, tackle. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what happened. It was what happened. 
How long would it take you to work that out? Yeah. You know, if nobody knew. I don't think it would take me long, Jim. The, gr- <laughs> the ground is clearly moving. It'd take me less than a second. I, I think it all sounds like virtual insanity to me. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Luke, what have you got? Um, this question reminded me of a series of dreams I used to have about um, when I was a teenager. Oh, hell. Not those oh, type dear. of dreams. But it's funny, um, when you say that, I, for some reason I just thought, thank goodness Pete's not here. No, yeah. yeah. No one wants to hear about other people's <laughs> dreams. I, I understand that. So I'll keep this mercifully brief. Mm. Um, I used to have a dream quite a lot about playing for Portsmouth, obviously the team I support as a kid. Uh, but the game would take place in like a high street or like a supermarket. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> It'd be yeah, really yeah. odd. And that no, the way I'd know I wasn't playing for the team in the way that I thought. But anyway, mm. that aside, yeah. um, I'd also obviously like to see um, some of the top pros now playing those FA Cup pitches of the 70s. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be amazing because mm. I don't know what that service is, but it isn't grass. No. Um, <laughs> but what I would actually like to see is um, a top level ga- game played on a huge bed of 50 pound notes yeah. along with um, mobile phones, tablets, and laptops just chucked all over the pitch at random points. Points mm. um, as a great like, sort of visual indicator of what the game is all about in 2017. Nice. I mean, you can imagine like Marion Fellaini trying to, you know, strike a ball and accidentally like smashing his foot on like an iPad four yeah. and breaking a metatarsal or something like that. So Fellaini like to, would yeah. be really handy because you'd need to play the ball in the air. Yeah, yeah true. You'd have the older players just stuffing money into their shorts every time they went down. As coming, you know, careers coming to an end, go make yeah. the most of it all oh, you can. If it's Sutton, like, these Chinese notes. All those, yeah, all those, all those Sutton <laughs> players would just be lovely to take take the money, take the money. Mm, nice, I like it. I thought to myself, I'd like, I'd, I, I would like to pl- see the game played maybe in an airport, just a la that Brazil oh, nice. World Cup. Oh, advert, nice, ninety yeah. eight. Yeah. I think it was ninety eight. Yeah, because yeah. if if they can do that in an airport, then we we should see more football played in an airport. Quite mm, I agree. But I just I settled on treacle. Oh yeah, Treak, okay. Just, just yeah, to, see, to see to see what it's really like. Wading maybe through it's treacle. not that bad. It'd <laughs> be just like watching uh, Teddy Sheringham play. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or Yaya Torre, maybe he'd excel. Yeah, he maybe would. he'd be the fittest one in, I, on Treacle. I think it will make him slower. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I don't, I don't know if you. I don't know how you feel about this, Mark. Unless, unless you sort of, I've grossly misread the situation. Mm. I don't think slower players are going to benefit from playing in Treacle. They're not used to it already. <laughs> Could you slide it, it around be. on it though? No. No, I you guess not, probably not. No, Depends how yourself, thick the treacle is. Do yourself a damage then. Mm, I think Jim's got the points, though. Right. I like the treadmill idea. Thanks, Jim. Um, <laughs> I had a little bonus one as well. Barefoot on bubble wrap. Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, That'd be, be very, very satisfying. satisfying. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to play. I'd never like to watch that, but I'd mm. like to play on that. Mm. That'd be brilliant. It'd sound like a machine gun going off. Yeah. <laughs> like that, you're running on <laughs> the way. Imagine, like, you'd be Depends who's t- running. You'd be able to definitively tell who the fastest player is by the, the sort of rapid machine yeah. gun popping of the bubbles. Like Carl Walker down the ring. But you've only that's got... the surface for a slide tackle. Yeah, it sure is. But you've only got one run and then they're all popped. But yeah, but if Teddy Sheringham um, was running, it'll be... Why are you having yeah. a go at Sheringham? <laughs> He's, I love Sheringham. He's a great player. It doesn't but... sound like you do. Very slow. A lot of digs, a lot of Sheringham digs. He's retired, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there you go. It's going to be slow, isn't he? <laughs> you could have picked yeah. any retired what, player. Sorry, are you suggesting he might have got faster since he retired? No, I'm saying that he'd probably still do a job. I think you probably could. Yeah. What yeah. I would add, by the way, is that obviously I think you change the bubble wrap at half-time. Be on a big sheet. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see it um, magically reappearing bubble wrap. So it pops, then it comes up again. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I mean, what is this is never going to happen, You're filling it? in for Pete. You want to play football on 50-pound notes and iPads, and then you want magically reappearing yeah. bubble wrap. And you hate a beloved national treasure for no reason. <laughs> I'm nothing but a Pete understudy. <laughs> A product of your own football ramble environment. Perhaps. And I've talked about playing football in a dream in a supermarket. That is <laughs> that is the most dancing thing I've said today. I have to try and rein it in. Sorry. Oh everyone. dear. Let's quickly go to the FA Cup to bring ourselves um, back down to earth. Or, or have we though? Because the first time in 103 years, a non-league side have reached the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. It's of course Lincoln City. It's incredible. I mean, you're saying you're bringing it back to reality. I mean, there's nothing really that sort of realistic about what happened at Turf Moor. Well, that's what I mean. Luke. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, and uh, and and it gets more ridiculous when when Sean Raggett is it Raggett. Mm-hmm. He, he scored the goal in, in the Italian paper, which many of you will have heard of, Gazzetta della Sport. They included him in their team of the week, along with like the uh, likes of Jovetic, Harry Kane, Gamero, and Isco. Damn nice. right as well. Just Clean it, sheet, a tough place to go, and got the yeah. winner. It, so that represents all of our boyhood dreams. Absolutely, doing right. that sort of stuff. So fair enough. That's a great addition. But yeah, I mean, they they carved them open in the fifth minute as well. They you know mm. like they yeah. they had a go where they could. Obviously, it was largely just backs to the wall. Just kick it into touch, get rid whenever yeah. you can. But I loved how committed they were to that. It was, it was. The, 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 I've, I've never seen such little nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Da- da- Danny Cowley, um, Danny Cowley, the manager said, it was quite, quite a telling quote. He was on Match of the Day that evening, wasn't he? He was. And he said, I told the players ahead of the game they'd have to enjoy defending. Mm. It's a nice quote because mm, not, not enough teams buy into that, I don't think, especially at the top level. It's, yeah, and, and when away to Burnley, 
it was funny because when we were talking about it, saying you know, this is one of the worst draws they, they could get. Mm. Yes, but actually, if you, you stick in there, Burnley are not known for carving teams open, no. really. And it was, if com- you, it was confusing for Burnley because they weren't properly sure of their role, I don't think. Yeah, exactly, mm. which is something I think I suggested that Burnley are normally playing on the back foot and like to play on the break. Obviously, at home, that's not always been the case. But against Lincoln, when Burnley are overwhelming favourites, how do you then approach the game? It's a bit of a strange one. You, you can't be a Premier League team and let a non league team come on to you. You cannot no. do it. <laughs> not acceptable, <laughs> is it? Can't, can not you? acceptable. Um, but the goal was such an FA Cup goal. Yeah. It, was. it was. It was like really scruffy, like difficult to see at first if it was over the line or not. And then it was one centre back heading a ball to another centre back mm-hmm. who headed yeah. it in. And he had so much time and space. I don't know what they were doing. He really did, didn't he? And he pushed his teammate out of the way. They were queuing yeah. up. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and also as well, just a little word on goal line technology. I don't think anybody really opposes goal line technology. They might have opposed more technology, but certainly that one. Yeah. But imagine, though, if that was a few years ago and goal line technology oh. wasn't here and that goal hadn't have stood. Mm, it, you see what I mean? It, it's, it was one of those calls where you can see how that would have been missed without it. Yeah. But, but, um, Burnley had four players on the line as well. Four players on the goal, and the, and the keeper got two hands. I mean, it was already already in, of course. Yeah. So it's all mm. just, um, oh, just they just forced that in, didn't they? Yeah. You see, Danny Cowley again on Match the Day afterwards about the goal. He said they were, they were meant to run box, but they ran one we call carnage. Yeah. I love that. They've <laughs> named all these. Like... He seems like a really sort of interesting guy. I, I think yeah. he talks a lot about breaking the game down to fifteen minute chunks as well, mm. and having like little mini games in the middle of the game mm. and trying to. And trying to sort because of, he said he said something really interesting. Or I thought it was interesting anywhere. He said if I talk if I tell the players they've got to get past the Premier League team in across ninety minutes, it seems in their mind like yeah. quite a daunting task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you break it down, it's almost like when you go and do a run like a, a long distance race or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. You know, I, I did um, a ten mile run a while back. Show off. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, there you go. Well, you, to be fair, you didn't do it. <laughs> no, no I did. Yeah, but you, you don't. But I, 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 you don't go into that going right. I'm going to run ten miles. You're like right. Let's yeah. get to the next mile marker. Let's get to the next mile yeah. marker. And know, then that. you make it up yeah. after about yeah. three. Jim, then then a, you get on the bus. It was a full marathon, and he only did ten miles. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, you, no, you're they're called right. Snickers now. Indeed, um, they are. Very true. Um, there's a joke in there somewhere. Um, w- w- yeah, when you hear the Cowley brothers talking about those kind of tactics, you realise. This sort of more intricacies, you know. Some managers say, "Oh, well, you just go out and enjoy yourself and play." And obviously, they're they're just saying that. Um, but it, but it is quite remarkable. And and they've only they only joined Lincoln City in, in May two thousand and sixteen. Hmm. They're currently on course for promotion, and obviously in the quarter final of the FA Cup. Those two, they're hot, at, hot football property. They're at Braintree Town before that, and I think they're both teachers as well at the same time. And they moved to Lincoln and started working as full time coaches. But hmm. um, what about uh, Joey Barton getting right amongst oh, it? God. It was a bit silly, wasn't it? It was embarrassing, wasn't it? He should have got sent off, and then he tried to get Matt Reed sent off. I mean, there was a little bit of contact, but obviously what Reed was doing yeah. was trying to highlight the incident. But Barton, he's, he's taken advantage of that little bit of contact. Uh, isn't he? he's, he's, he's just essentially buying into in that incident. He was. I, I don't. I don't. You know, I, I hugely dislike Barton generally. No. Um, I think he's probably probably was at his pomp a little bit of an underrated midfield player, but um, th- th- there's no real excuse for his behaviour in that game against Lincoln because it's not as though he needed to do whatever he needed to do to get an edge against Lincoln. Mm, I mean, if, yeah. they, if they're playing, you know, if they if, if Burnley somehow qualify for the Europa League or, or something, and they were playing a team that had come down from the Champions League, like mm. a Sevilla or someone like that, mm-hmm. um, as an example. And he was playing against some really good quality midfield players. You could understand to a, to an extent why he was trying to get an edge, why mm-hmm. being niggly and getting amongst them. But he doesn't need to do that. And in my, my assessment of it is that against Lincoln, and my assessment of it is that you know he knows the games on TV. He's thinking, right, I want to I give him the version of Joey Barton on TV that everyone wants to see. Yeah. And he just becomes like a parody of himself. You know, it, it was it was really really actually quite depressing to watch. Do you yeah. think he'll get some retrospective punishment for the uh, for the punch? It wasn't really a punch, was it? It's it was still hand a hand to the face yeah, type thing. Yeah, I mean, it, sure. was still, it was still bad, though. It's like you shouldn't do that. Mm. They're out of the cup, Jim. Don't worry about it. Mm. Yeah, uh, Matt Reed wasn't having any of it. He was an absolute weapon, yeah. <laughs> as, we, as, as we expected. Everybody thought he would. The He's mount, a weapon of Matt destruction. Very good. The <laughs> amount of headers and, like, near elbows to the face and pushing mm. defenders around and so on. Yeah. You can imagine uh, him terrorising that Sutton United back line in the quarterfinal. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously yeah. we don't know. You know what though? We, we tweeted about this at the weekend, but like you know, if, if the apocalypse continues, yes. as we said, yes. it starting against Lincoln in the quarterfinal, guaranteed Mad. a non-league team in the semi. Mad. I know. Part, part of me sort of wants it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it'll Jim, a large part of me wants it. <laughs> um, but well, it'll all have been done and dusted by the time it's, uh, it's good, people it's, are hearing this. Of course, it's an ideal draw for Lincoln. I'll tell you why. Because Mark, yeah. you touched on it, and we yeah. talked about it in the past. 
the three games they've played since the since the third round proper. Now they've had um, Ipswich. Bought uh, on paper, that was an annoying draw because they, you'd expect them to get beat, and yes. it wouldn't be on TV or anything like that. But obviously, it didn't work out like that. Brighton again, not a glamorous tie with respect to Brighton. They would have been expected to be knocked out, but they won it. Mm-hmm. And the same again with Burnley. Now at least they've got a realistic chance of getting to the semi final, or more likely, a big game at the Emirates, which mm. is. Uh, Absolutely, what they deserve. They've, they've been so so impressive, so good, so great to watch. I'd love to see him um, play. Sutton. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I'll, I'll very much enjoy seeing him play at the Emirates. Indeed, um, there was another uh, cup set, if you can call it that. Millwall beat Leicester, of course, ten man Millwall. Yeah. I mean, Leicester. I think you can call it that. I think, yeah, no. you know, the, the non-league teams are disguising Millwall's run. It's incredible. It was more the Premier League team. It was yeah. more. Yeah, I mean, of course you're right, Jim, but it was more the comment about Leicester City, really. Right. Um, <laughs> I see. I mean, it, was, it was a lovely last-minute goal. The fullback getting up there, and when the way he shuffled his feet and slotted it in, he couldn't believe his luck. I loved. I loved the post-match interview with him. Yeah. The, the interviewer went, "What are you doing up there in the last minute?" He was like, "Try and score a goal." <laughs> Yeah, in which, in which case, bloody well done. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Well, you succeeded, Sam, yeah. and, you're, and you're in the next round of the cup. There's a big row in this one as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah very, very rowy. The guy, the guy, the guy who um, Cooper who got sent off for a second yellow. The, the row was around his first yellow. Yeah, that's right. Piling in on uh, Ron Roberts either. Mm. But I mean, I, I know the incredulity about Leicester's sort of poor level of performance this season has 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 known no bounds. Yeah, uh, I won't go into it too much depth because I'm sure it's pretty boring for for most people, but. You mean to tell me that Leicester can have a huge amount of possession, two, over two thirds of possession against a team from the league below them who are down to ten men? And two, sti- league, two leagues below them. And still, yeah, sorry, and still not do anything. Yeah, and apparently, still, yeah, and apparently still don't know so. what to do. Yeah, well, he rotated heavily, didn't he? So that also doesn't work. Well, I, said, I said, bring in Okazaki. He was the glorious child. Yeah, Kapuchka as well. Like he looked fantastic in the Euros. Mm. It's and he's just he's barely kicked a ball for them, as far as I know. I and just. It's, it's, yeah, it's a shame. So lackluster. Ten changes, of course, made by um, Ranieri. But Millwall doing what what they love to do down at the den against mm. against bigger sides, mixing it up. I, I, I felt sorry for Ranieri because he was sort yeah. of really sort of grasping at straws. He's like, we're, we're a better team than Leicester, other than Millwall, but they deserve to go through. And yeah, it's like, but yeah. he just sounds exasperated though, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like he's right. He's, everything he's tried has failed. It's almost the opposite of last season. It's, ne- it's not boring there, is it? No. A couple of seasons ago, they had that blistering promotion, then they have that incredible, like dramatic, you know, season when they they stay up. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the you know at the death and then they they win the league against <laughs> all the odds and now this yeah. it's, it's incredible oh, yeah. still, still in the Champions League do like, yeah. we forget <laughs> and, and then the, and the, I, I mean I, I'm not an expert in Leicester at all but some a couple of the names they played in that game against Mill I'd never heard of them and mm. I, I was thinking. Is he, just play, is he playing people who aren't yeah. even footballers now? <laughs> Getting fans in, <laughs> yeah, maybe, can't really work. Maybe that's it. Yeah. You'd imagine they'll struggle big time against Sevilla. I mean, under Sam Paoli, Sevilla love to, to press, they love to harry, and they've got a lot of quality as well. And yeah. uh, oh, it, it could, I really hope it's not embarrassing. I don't think Cooper could have had any complaints about sending off either, could he really? Is mm. two, two straight yellow. Really. The, the second one was a bit tasty. John Hartson yeah. didn't, didn't like the first one because if you're John Hartson, it's impossible to foul a goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could kick his yeah. head off. Like, yeah. No, it's fine. John Hartson's one of those guys who thinks that everyone's as big and tough yes. as him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and John Hartson also was a little bit out of order to the Cowley brothers in, in Match of the Day. I don't know if you guys saw it. They, for those who haven't seen it, they, the, both the Cowley brothers at, at Lincoln, uh, Danny and his brother, got um, invited onto Match of the Day mm. to uh, chat about the game. In and, their tracksuits. Yeah, and it was quite, it was quite a nice yeah, touch. It and, great. But, but the thing was, if it was not handled very carefully, it would have seemed really patronising. And yeah. for the first sort of... Ninety-five percent of the uh, of the interview, it was actually handled nicely, and it was interesting to speak to them. And they mm-hmm. were clearly serious guys, probably performing um, uh, or getting Lincoln to perform above their level, but clearly are going to have a future in the game. And at the very end of the interview, John Hartson unnecessarily went, "Oi." Okay, Mendes will be on the phone about you too. Super agent. You'll have a super agent next. And it's like, why are you being so patronising? Yeah. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is that bad? Is I'm it? not sure. I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, mugged them off there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he has. I think it's all. Why are you, you sticking know. up for him? Not sticking sticking up why for him? are you sticking the boot into everyone? <laughs> just, just Hartson. Just Hartson sharing. Really them. It's a great upfront combo. Yeah, looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's no pace. If they come, if they come around my house because they're annoyed, one of them's going to set it up. The other one's going to smash me in the face. <laughs> um, if you're if you're wondering what Pete thinks of Lincoln getting to the um, the quarterfinals, he shrugged his shoulder and said, "Well, they'll probably go out in the next round." No, so what's he, the point? He actually said on the email, "It's the minimum I expect." <laughs> Not an achievement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although the FA Cup is pointless. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, but Millwall, of course, have got Spurs uh, mm. away mm. in the next round. Well, I which... thought you were going to go speak at the point. This Richard Osman was in the crowd at the Fulham <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know he was. Set you up for that. Yeah, I, I, he's a big Fulham fan. He is, yeah. I am aware of he that. Said, he's literally a big Fulham fan. He is. Huge. <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually bumped into him in real life. He is massive. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I've I'm, met him too. I'm six foot three in my shoes, and he, t- he towered over me. <laughs> in my shoes. But he, he said um, something quite funny. He said, um, I'm, at half time, he said, I'm really annoyed that Spurs haven't disrespected this competition. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite good. Uh, yeah. He's quite funny. Harry Kane hat trick. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Something Harry Kane does so well is he scores a lot of difficult goals um, that there. initially look really simple. Yeah. The first two goals are an example of this. He's mm. just on stuff so so quickly. Mm. Always makes the right decision with his finishing. I, th- I think at the sorry, Mark. No, no. I think I think at the top of his game, mm-hmm. he is a complete forward. Yeah. Uh, I think mm. he scores every type of goal. He works really hard. Um, if you look at. Um, his career development, he wasn't seen... Obviously, he was obviously going to be a prospect, but he was farmed out on loan quite a lot. He didn't score a huge amount of goals on loan when he was at Millwall, and I think he was at Leicester for a bit as well. Didn't score huge amounts of goals. His dedication to, to how hard he, he's worked to improve his game is unbelievable. And I think you would, you would say to any young forward that do what Harry Kane does, he never stops all day. Mm. He scores every type of goal. And you know he scores every type of goal because he probably works really hard on his weaknesses as well um, to make himself better at the things he yeah. wasn't perhaps as good as he should be at. Fantastic performance. It was a complete forward performance. Fine, they're playing against Fulham, who are a division below them. But Fulham aren't a bad team at all. Yeah, Fulham are doing um, all right. I'll tell you who else played very well. Um, I thought Trippier was excellent. Again. Mm. He's, his delivery is fantastic. He must have the best delivery of a, of a non-first-choice player in the Premier League. It, mm. it, it's no mucking around. I know it was picked up on commentary at the time, but I really wanted to reiterate it. One touch, two touch, bang. A really good whip ball in mm. every single time. Well, he's come from, he's come from that Burnley team, hasn't he? Mm. Um, from, from a few seasons ago oh, yeah, when, when Burnley that. had them up, the, um, uh, sorry, when Dutch had them up the first time. And that, you know, he'd have been doing that all day. You know, mm. so Pochettino has identified a player with a very specific set of skills that can be transferred into his side. Mm. And, and this is just a very canny signing. Yeah. So remember it like... Um, it's not as if like there were many eye- eyebrows raised when he signed for them, but it didn't seem the most obvious signing at first, did it? But obviously, you mm. know that's that's why he's brought him in. And again, top work from him. He played. He played every game um, in, in the Premier League with Burnley last time. Yeah, I, I really hope not because I'm a Spurs fan, but I really hope Pochettino stays in the Premier League because he is developing players, and and also from a selfish point of view, English players as well. I mean, Harry Kane is a good example. The fullbacks, you know, Walk and Rose. Not that we were talking about them. We were talking about um, Trippier, of course. But you know what, mate? I, actually, I wouldn't mind if he left. I know you would, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but but just briefly going back to Harry Kane, he's like a he slightly reminded me. And I suppose you're talking about the work ethic and um, his overall team performance and all that kind of stuff. It's like he's uh, the forward equivalent to the midfielder Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah, maybe there's a they both that. move in the same sort of. Um, at the same sort of pace. They don't look obviously quick, yeah. but they can go past players. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you can, you can be slightly graceful, Kane, actually. Yeah. Sometimes, because Lampard was very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a com- comprehensive win for, for Spurs. It was a fantastic performance. I mean, it was one of those things where Fulham um, were a better team than they showed, mm. but Spurs just didn't let them play. Well, when, when the Fulham manager, Slavisa Jukanovic, sums it up by saying Spurs, they dominated the whole match. Yeah. You know it was comprehensive. I yeah, mean, absolutely. normally managers say, oh, well, we gave him a run. He was just like, yeah. You can't really um, deny that. But what's happened, though? Reports saying that Spurs might swoop for Ryan Sessegnon. Just mm. as I was obvious. saying. Obvious. It's yeah. obvious. Though, but, it? I mean, a lot of clubs have been linked to him, to be fair. Who, who's, where's that Is that rumour just doing the rounds lazily, or has it come from anywhere sort of in particular? I, I think it's because there's quite a few clubs, Arsenal and Chelsea as well, looking at him. Mm. And obviously Spurs have just been there and... Uh, I, I, yeah, it's in it's in some of the national press, you know. Um, but Spurs played a fairly strong side as well. I know Wink started; he, he did okay, and and I thought um, Warm did all right again, and 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 Trippier and Davis were able to understand Trippier particularly. But Elderweire and Vertonghen both mm. starting was really big for them, Spurs. But, uh, Spurs, Spurs could well. do with a trophy because they're not going to win the league this season. Mm. Um, oh, absolutely! It's, it's it's a key moment for them to win a trophy under yes. Pochettino. He's reinvented he's reinvented that club really. And he's um, he, he's obviously moving them in the right direction, but at some point they do need to get over the line and win a trophy and they become because uh, um, we've seen many players in the past, great players um, who who've said the, once you win the first one, you then you're up and running, you're mm. on your way, and I think Spurs really need that. That's the one thing missing from them at the moment. Well, City won the FA Cup, didn't they? And that's sort of put them one. on their mm. on yeah. the road to where they are now. Yeah, and obviously. In- 2014, was it Arsenal on their face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we're on the title, and title charge right now. And that, put, habit. and that put them on a road as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was the end of the road, the road to Wembley, yeah. of course. But uh, Spurs now have gone on a, a longer trophyless run than Arsenal did between 2005-2014. Their last trophy was back in 2008. Jim, does that give you just an ounce of glee? 
Not really. No. <laughs> Juan de Ramos, wasn't it? He won. They won the league. league Cup. Was it Juan de Ramos? I think so. Yeah. Oh, hey. Mm. They were heroes just for one day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think if, if, if Spurs can actually have a good go at this FA Cup, you look at the draw. I mean, they've got Millwall in the next round. They should be in the semi-final. I know that's slightly disrespectful. Blah blah blah. blah but come on, yeah. Spurs so should step be Millwall. up from Leicester. It's, exactly. it's at the lane as well, isn't it? Right, exactly. Mm. So that's a kind draw for them. And as you said, Luke, you get the first trophy. But also as well, just to bring in a bit more belief, because I, I still think, without going down this road too much, that some Spurs fans, there will be a slight inferiority, comple- inferiority complex in North London. Not that it's about that. But if they win a trophy and, say, finish second or, or third, you know, that's, mm. that's wonderful. Two years well, in a row. There's, there's a chance they'll meet each other on the way, Spurs and Arsenal. Mm. So, who well, knows? Who knows? Maybe they won't be there. at the time of recording. Yeah, pushed here the, uh, when he was at Southampton. He sort of, he, I wouldn't say devalued. That's probably the strongest, uh, stronger terms, too strong terms to put it in. But he, he he sort of devalued it when he was at Southampton, the FA Cup. They weren't going to win anything else. But they, they didn't seem to play strong teams. And obviously, they, they were they were unfortunate last season. Um, and now there's an opportunity for them here. And I think, as I, as I just said earlier, it's the one thing that they... That they really need in this project that Pochettino's got going is, is to get a trophy to get them up and running. Very much so. Uh, we're going to go quickly to this and then talk more about the FA Cup. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, but I'm listening to the football ramble. Welcome back to the football ramble. Everybody, oh, hello. It's time for emails with Jim Campbell. Yeah, yeah, so. Let's just get right into it. What so you got, Jimmy? Do you want to sound more enthusiastic than that, Jim? Uh, it's just my voice, mate. You know, <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I am beaming in the studio. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello, Ramblers. Following on from the chat around dad behaviour and being careful what you say at non-league games, it reminded me of a Pickering Town versus Winterton Rangers game I went to a few years ago. The Winterton groundsman was giving the linesman abuse for a solid 30 minutes about perceived poor decisions and was even <laughs> waving his garden fork at him. <laughs> what? I don't know. Hang right? on. But no, I'll, I shall continue. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, During a brief respite from the torrent of abuse, the linesman turned around to me and my friend, said, this will really wind him up, gave us a wink and then flagged the Winterton player offside when through on goal. Even as a partisan (laughs) Pikes fan, the flag player was at least five yards onside when the ball was played. (laughs) Needless to say, the groundsman went ballistic and the linesman trotted off chuckling to himself. Professionalism isn't worth it when you just get expenses paid, it would seem. I haven't bought a book yet, but I probably will. Is it available in bookshops still? Of course it is. (laughs) That's from Alistair Dinnerwell. What what club is this in question? Uh, So this was, it was Pickering Town and Winterton Rangers. Pickering Town FC, huh? I wonder what Mm. level that is. Yeah, well... Outrageous behaviour. I'm, I'm going to guess that it isn't that high up yeah, given those play, levels of professionalism. Playing the Northern Counties East League Premier Division. They're founded in 1888. Mm. They're an illustrious old club. <laughs> it's a grand old lady. He should be ashamed right. of himself. Brilliant. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, right. We've got some more dad chat if you want it as well. Yeah, OK. So, By the way, just just for the... When he says he's abusing the linesman the whole time, right? Yeah. If you're sat at football and someone's doing that, it's rubbish being yeah. near that person. Oh, yeah, of course. If you're really listening, is. don't do that. Mm. Yeah, stop it. Let's kick that out of football. <laughs> okay, so, hi, guys. I'm a Wolves fan, but my dad supports Blackpool. On my 18th birthday, they played each other. We went to watch. Me in the home end, my dad in the away end. After the boys in gold gave me a cracking birthday present, winning 4-0, unheard of under McCarthy, I left the ground and tried to ring my dad to arrange to meet up so we could get the train. He rejected every call and refused to talk to me. I saw him at the station and still his mood had not changed. He sat away from me on the train and drove off from the station without me. So on my 18th birthday, I got ignored by my dad and left at the train station. (laughs) Needless to say, the mother was not happy with his actions and he was made to pick up me and my mates from town in the early hours of the next morning. All the best, Phil. Shocking behaviour. <laughs> Terrible dad. <laughs> Terrible dad in. Really bad. Mike Phelan would not be doing that. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. No. no. Mike, yeah, Mike Mormon Phelan would be... Uh, oh, yeah, he'd be gracious in defeat even, I would think. <laughs> right. Um, even, if he, even if he managed the other club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, dear. We've got another dad one. It's quite long, but I think it's worth it. So here we go. Dads. Yeah, I know. I know. They're letting letting their sons down all over the place. We need a positive dad story at once. Or or a mum story as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you've got any mum stories, do let us know. Referencing your recurring theme of embarrassing dads at footy matches, I thought I'd recount one of the worst experiences of my life. Here we go. I love these ones. Yeah. (laughs) See, when people say to me, oh, what do you want when you talk about the emails and you complain? This. (laughs) You start an email off saying, this is the worst experience of my life. I'm all in. You haven't heard it yet. I'm Andrew Mum. Interest peaked. <laughs> so, I was about seven years old and my dad had taken me to a midweek game to watch the mighty Chester City, now Chester FC. We were running a bit late and rushing to get in, but as my dad charged towards the turnstile, I noticed something was amiss. Dad, that's for away fans, I helpfully pointed out, only for him to explain, bah, doesn't really matter. 
even at that tender age, I knew instinctively that it did, in fact, matter quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we sat quietly throughout the first half, then at half-time made our way to the refreshment kiosk. While queuing up, a bloke stood just in front of us was ranting to anyone that had listened about the, way, the, about the away side shortcomings. I sensed something was about to happen and started moving slowly away from my dad, who has <laughs> never been brilliant under pressure. <laughs> Seven years old. Yeah. Imagine a seven-year-old edging away from your dad because as a seven-year-old, yeah. you think you'll be safer away from your. No, but imagine a seven-year-old fully being across his dad's weaknesses. Yeah, your dad should be Superman when you're seven. Yeah, I know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Not good under pressure. No. <laughs> I was right. The fella turned around and asked my dad directly what his opinion was on the matter. I held my breath. How would he play this out? Would he murmur quiet assent, shrug and play dumb? Nope. My dad answered with the immortal words, wouldn't know, mate, we're Chester fans, nodding towards me as he did so to ensure that if he was going down, <laughs> at least he'd be taking me with him. <laughs> this is the away end, he growled, to which my dad replied, as he had to me, with an unconcerned shrug, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Somehow this was enough to confuse the angry away fan man into silence. He turned around shaking his head and muttering under his breath to some of the other away fans. Needless to say, the rest of that time in the queue, not to mention the following 45 minutes of football, were quite uncomfortable. <laughs> Can't be sure, but I think we were playing Leighton Orient, whoever it was. They definitely played in red. Fairly sure we lost as well. That's from Joe Curitan Williams. Joe, I'm sorry that you had such a tra- traumatic experience. That but, is, um, I mean, the headline for that email should be, Dad considers using seven-year-old son as human shield. Yeah. <laughs> I love that as if he's as if he's looking at his son and looking at the guy who's uh, you know in his in his grill saying oi you mess with a ball you get the horns all right yeah. <laughs> never been great under pressure oh, yeah. that's <laughs> absolutely stunning that is um right shall we go back to the FA Cup um yes. Huddersfield Town got a very credible draw against Man City um, mm. in front of a record crowd of uh, just shy of 25,000 it's an unwanted replay for Man City but but what would Huddersfield look at this as a missed opportunity? Maybe, yeah, given the way the game panned out. Yeah. It was very... Um, it wasn't the best game, was very um, tepid, really. Yeah. I, I mean, it was. I mean, Joel Coleman had a great goal, a great game in goal for, for Huddersfield, of course. Um, but but Huddersfield played really well. I mean, Aguero made his first start in five matches, didn't really do much. Even when De Bruyne and Sané came on, they yeah. made little impact. You know, Huddersfield were well drilled. And uh, I, I don't know. I think I just feel that look, they'll be happy to take Man City, uh, you know, to another game it was, it in was, a sense. It was a pretty strong side City played. Yeah, you know, I mean, now they started with Nolito and Delph. But other than that, I mean, it wasn't outrageously different to a to a to a Premier League strength side. Mm. But do you not think though, when the when the final whistle's gone and they've they've held City to a draw and and they've not conceded. They had a few chances, a few moments, and you think to yourself, ah, you know, we could have had one of the most famous days in, in well, recent years at this club. Especially given that, um, I think I'm right in saying, Guardiola's never been knocked out of mm. a cup competition by a lower league side yeah. in his whole managerial career. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a real scalp, that. It yeah. would have been, yeah. I do, mean, Do you think the players just weren't sort of weren't up for the game enough? Because it did well, the seem very really lackluster, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it's a strange one. I, I think... For, for, for a side like Manchester City, you know, they've got a big game against Monaco coming up in the Champions yeah. League. They're, they're fighting to finish in the top four in the Premier League. When you go away to Huddersfield Town, a lot of these players, they've played in the Champions League, they've played a lot of international football. You could forgive them for just switching off a bit and thinking we're playing a side who are a division below us in the FA Cup. Mm. It's just That's just human nature. I, I, but you wonder, within a game, though, surely at some point you recognise that that's happening and sort of step it up a level to, to try and get it over the line. Perhaps, but the amount of times they've probably gone through games like that and they look up front and think, well, there's Aguero, you know, he's dug us out of this before. <clears> or, <throat> I don't know, but that's no disrespect to, to Huddersfield Town. It's, I'm not suggesting that old Man City were just strolling around a pitch and Huddersfield were working really hard, you know. Sorry, Mark, but this, yeah. this Man City team, they have been... They have shown themselves to be capable of putting in bad performances. They look mm. soft. Yeah, away from home. I mean, they lost 4 0 to Everton. Mm. Everton are a better side than Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. We know that. But Huddersfield are in good form and mm. they won five league games in a row coming into this game. They've got serious intentions about moving to the Premier League next season. Yeah, Philip Billing was great in the in the midfield. The, well. the, I thought they I thought they marshaled City well. I, did, I, th- mm. I thought I, I, I wouldn't. The reason I'm cutting in this, I don't really want to take anything away from Huddersfield. Which yeah. They played very very well. No, no, that's fair, and I'm glad you did because. Manchester City looks soft at their core, and we've seen this in the Premier League. Teams get at them. We've seen sides get results and nearly get results at the Etihad. 
if you if you're Huddersfield Town and you're looking at that game, you just think get stuck into them. It's, yeah. a, it's the same old thing we often criticise Arsenal for. They look a bit soft, and you think you know get up them. Now, if Arsenal it all clicks and 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 you know they they pass and dance around you, they can beat you three or four nil. Okay, fine. You know they're better players than us. But when you're a side and you're playing a better opposition, and you think okay they are better than us. There's no two ways about it. We're just going to have to get stuck in because we know that, that they can be get got at. Mm. If we get at them and they're not all clicking, they're not the stars haven't realigned and they're going to start try, blasting triangles around us. We've got a big chance, and they and they did. I know. I know the way I know that Huddersfield play well is because it was a poor game. And and who who does it suit for it to be a poor game? It suits mm. Huddersfield. If it was a great game end to end, then Huddersfield were going to get beaten. So. Mm. More, more well, more often than not, if you if you have an end to end game against Man City, you're going to be on the wrong end of a result. But the fact that it was, from, from what I saw, a fairly poor game meant that um, Huddersfield w- w- played in Huddersfield's hands essentially. Yeah, and and the Huddersfield now, obviously, they've got different players and they've got a different manager to the likes of, you know, even Middlesbrough or Swansea. I know Swansea didn't get a result there, but they were close. But they do have almost, if you like, blueprints of how to go to Man City and set up and frustrate the home side and mm. maybe even get a result. And so Huddersfield will look at that and think, we're still very much in this tie. Mm. And with Manchester City's other commitments, as I say, um, in, you know, Jesus, um, uh, Gabriel Jesus, of course, is, is out now. OK, Aguero's back in, but he doesn't look like he's, um, uh, he needs to get a bit more match practice and so on. Yes, an unfit or a, or a 75% Sergio Aguero is still a worrying prospect for most teams. But I just, I just think the same again for Huddersfield, get mm. stuck into them. Yeah, I think it's obviously a bigger ask. It's a much higher mountain to climb yeah. um, at, at, um, <clears throat> at the Etihad. But they got if they get through that, they're playing Middlesbrough next, and that's not that's not the the most daunting of of, of games either. Sure, and uh, but I think Pep Guardiola though, all all kind of nonsense aside, you know, at the Etihad, Pep Guardiola will think to himself, we don't want to lose this game, and it might be their only chance of silverware as well because they are playing a very very good Monaco side. We'll come on to them later, so he w- might be tempted to start the likes of De Bruyne and Sané, and actually. If he drums into his players, oi, come on, heads on. You know, they're professional players. You would expect them to step up at least. Yeah. yeah. They play the replay on week on Tuesday, I think. Mm, so we look forward to it. But they will play Middlesbrough in the next round. And oh, Oxford United. Uh, gutting. Yeah. Absolutely I've got, I've got, um, gutting. I've got, of, I've got a lot of pelters on Twitter for this game. Well, why was Because I said that neither team really scored many. Mm. Which in the league is true at least. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, but uh, I also said it might be probably be 5-4 now. I said that. And it was 3-2, so not far off that. But, um, ah, Appleton's men. Two goals in quick succession, yeah. Jim. I it love was, the free kick. It was so casual. Yes. And... But when the second one goes in, when you see, you know, Lincoln holding Burnley, I think they were at the time, um, same with Millwall, with Leicester, you know, you see these results coming in, and then you see Oxford give it the old 1-2, and you think, hang on a bleeding minute yeah, here. Yeah. There's a lot to enjoy about this game, by the way. Yeah, there, I mean, was, there was. The, the penalty was a beautiful penalty by Ledbitter. Um, really Gestead's goal was yeah. a beauty as well, but then Oxford, to get themselves back in the game, was a, a huge effort. Chris Maguire scored the, the, the free kick, had a good game for Oxford United yeah. in there. And we should also spare a thought for James Holland, our better the week man, yeah. um, mm. who unfortunately, uh, he wanted uh, he wanted Middlesbrough to, to win an under two and a half goals so that that didn't come in so he's he's out of the hot seat now mm. um, so we're looking for a new contestant for, for, for Thursday's record for Friday's show so mm-hmm. uh, drop us a line at show at thefootgramble.com and yeah. we'll pick which one of you next are doing the better of the week challenge well, very much so yes um, that, yes Jim I was just going to say there's an interesting stat um, that was again on Match of the Day which is that Oxford have won more games in 2017 than Middlesbrough have all season and I wonder if you know just being in the habit of winning yeah I think that like, matters it, it just it closes that gap in quality I absolutely agree with that. That's why I mentioned. I completely agree with you. That's why I mentioned the point um, uh, earlier about Huddersfield. They won mm. five in a row. I mean, I'm mm. City have been in decent form themselves, um, but Huddersfield—they're in the habit of winning. Yeah, it's like Lincoln. Lincoln—they're in the habit of winning. They're top of the league by, my, by whatever. They, 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 they know what it takes to win. And and people who know a lot more about sport and sport and achievement than we do will say to you, winning is a habit. Mm. It's a habit. And Manchester, so, Manchester United are getting in the habit of winning. That was a lovely, that was a great game. I really enjoyed yeah. that game. It was a proper FA Cup game. It was right? nice that Blackburn didn't get steamrolled because yeah. a lot of people thought they might. OK, Manchester United um, made a few changes. But they took the lead through Danny Graham and a lovely yeah. one. It was Three a great very goal. good goals. Mm. Really, really good goal. Even Mourinho applauded it, apparently. Mm. He did, yeah, I saw that, yeah. I, I, I thought um, Emnes was fantastic. Mm. Absolutely brilliant performance from him. I mean, yeah. a friend of mine a while back said to me, oh, yeah, I've, and Millsborough fans, apologies if this is incorrect, but a friend of mine said, 
when Emnes is, is on it and decent, he's decent. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's very a energetic. Good player. player. <clears throat> and, he, and he obviously fancied this with the TV cameras against some big, illustrious opposition because he was absolutely superb. I do that. know the Middlesbrough fans, some of them used to chant um, to that little bit of uh, 500 miles by um, the yeah. proclaimers Marvin Emnes, Marvin Emnes. I'd like to have heard that yesterday with the Blackburn fans. Probably. Yeah, well, they missed a trick there. Other yeah, things yeah. on their mind, perhaps the owners, maybe. Indeed. Um, but yeah, yeah, Rashford got the equaliser, and then Ibrahimovic got the win. It was a bit route mm. one, really. It, you look oh, at it that. was. But the way that Ibrahimovic oh, took sort of waited for the ball to be in the right position for him to just smash it home yeah. was, was beautiful. And actually, Rashford's goal as well. Um, he, he did so well to not take a touch on that. He just let the ball mm. run in the direction it was going, and he used its natural path to mm. take it into the position he could steer it around the goalkeeper. And that that was so mature. It was. I, I, thought, I thought it was Latan's goal was like route one football elevator. It's like high art. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he's, just, he's just so unhurried. Like he, yeah. Everything's in slow motion. Yeah, you know, he just has a look, knows the defender's coming in, has another look, one yeah. touch in the bottom corner. The goalkeeper could have seen him when he was going to do that, but he yeah. still couldn't stop him. Well, yeah. He scored a hat-trick against St Etienne, didn't he? Which I saw someone on Twitter call a rubbish hat-trick, yeah, I which I enjoyed. Well, yeah. um, I saw a lot of Man United fans <laughs> tweeting saying that... Um, He's, he's overrated. Well, a lot of people have said that like when you watch him every week, he does, he should put more chances away. And like obviously, you know, they watch their own team closer than we do our, our teams. But um, you know, he's, he has scored twenty four goals at thirty five years old. I know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like he's like Cantona, isn't he? He do, he does. He said when he came to Old Trafford, he wanted to you know take Cantona's place as the king, and mm. he's already got that sort of status there, and that sort of maybe not the status, but he fits that type of mold. He's, he's they look to him in the same way that he's a um, that player. those players did. Yeah, I yeah. think that's yeah. I think that is uh, right with Ibrahimovic when when people say he's overrated and whatnot yes okay in ability he might get not get around the pitch and there might be one or two chances that he could put away actually if you if you stretch them all out in a big line but the thing that he brings is is some intangible qualities like his leadership mm. like the lift he gives players you can't qu- quantify that which is why um I just thought to myself Arsenal should have gone for him, uh, you know, because apparently he was touted there. Yeah. Because of that die, no, oh. you know, die hard kind of. Don't do this to me, Mark. N- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But never say die attitude is what I'm trying to say. Nothing to do with die hard. Um, and that, you, you, as I say, you can't quantify. You know, someone like Rashford will look up to him. There's no yeah. two ways about that. But just uh, when I said his, his goal was a bit route one, I wasn't taking anything away from the goal. It was more from a Blackburn defending yeah. point of view because that was the game that was lost well, on that goal. I mean, I defending, was, it was just, it was late on, late-ish in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Zatan was fresh. Um, Pogba could, can pick a pass out from anywhere on the pitch. And um, he timed his run perfectly. And, and the Blackburn Rovers uh, players... Were just a little bit slow in playing the offside trap. I mean, and then they tried to get back and they couldn't get back. It was there was an amazing period of play towards the end of the game, um, resulting in like a Blackburn offside goal. But Sergio Romero made like three saves in a row. Why didn't do anything about mm. it? That was proper cup action. That was <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> frantic. Great to see. I liked Conor Mahoney. It's the first time I've seen him play. He look, I know he's, I know he's like quite highly rated. He, he looked he looked decent when he came on as well. But I thought it was a great game. I really enjoyed it. It was. Mourinho said he'd field a strong eleven. It wasn't their best eleven, you would say, but it was certainly a, a strong eleven because he admits when he was Chelsea manager, he, he fielded a. a, a a weaker eleven, sorry, I'm trying to say, against Newcastle. Mm. And that was because he had, they had Barcelona in the Champions League and, and I think Liverpool. In the, oh, in I the remember that. That was, that was when um, Chelsea ended the game with nine men because they had injuries and he that, made a lot of changes that at once. Right. They only lost 1-0. Yeah, Clive scored. That's right. I remember it. That, and they and they, beat, they knocked out Barcelona and Bayern Munich in the Champions League that season. They got beaten by Liverpool in the semi. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, well, mean, Mourinho said of of his fellow foreign managers in England that not everyone studies and understand the culture of this country. And it, it, it's like a little sly dig at Klopp, maybe, because he fielded a weakened side in, in the cup. Right. And he's saying that uh, some foreign managers, he was sort of insinuating that they might not quite get it. But he, he does like his nameless digs, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. So he's basically saying, I've, I've, I've also done this. Well, I, no, I think he's saying that... He's learned his lessons, maybe. He, he, he's saying, oh, I'm not really a foreigner to the land. I, I understand the culture. Although, although, I mean, if foreigners... If the foreign managers, if they've not really applied themselves in the FA Cup, I mean, in the last 20 years, one Englishman has won the FA Cup. Yeah. Two British managers, if you include Sir Alex Ferguson. Redknapp was the Englishman. And before that, it would be... Um, Royal, I Joe think. Royal in 95, yeah. everything, yeah. So okay. foreign managers can't dislike the Cup that much because they no. tend to win it. Mm. But the problem with that, though, Mark, is you're, you're applying facts to, a, to essentially a, <laughs> a completely emotionally-led argument. <laughs> And there is no cause for that, especially yeah. not on this show. Are you saying that? Are you saying that that's, that is fake news? It is fake news. It is, yeah. yeah, it's fake news. It's, yeah. it's unprovable. Uh, but Chelsea are going to play Manchester United, of course, uh, in the next round, which will be uh, an interesting one. Chelsea beat Wolves two 0 We expected this, but then mm. when George Savile had that chance early on, 
Mm-hmm. It yeah. was it, when he rattled the post. You thought, oh, that had got in. Yeah. Chelsea are a bit of a steamroller, though, aren't they? You can't imagine them. Yeah. Yeah, even if they had scored that, I think I still think they would have won the they game. They didn't actually play that well, did they? It looked a little bit sluggish. But Ted Pedro's goal, it was like the team play was so clinical. Mm. Just it, it, all it needs is for that machine to click into into gear once. Quietly going about their business. Yeah, Indeed, yeah. The thirty thousand odd crowd was the, was the club's biggest since nineteen eighty one. Apparently, wow, that does surprise Who me. Who says the cup is dead, Jim? No, Not you, me. Keep, you keep saying yeah, it. You, no one else. Marcus Speller says <laughs> yeah. it. I think I started last week's show by saying I love the FA Cup and I can't wait to get stuck into it. Indeed. Yeah, you might find people who think the cup's dead, but not on this show. Pat. Not on this show. Yeah. All right, we're going to go and have a little bit of this before we talk about the Scottish Premiership. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. I think it was a nothing, nothing result. Craig Brown, welcome to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Don't forget the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Friday morning. We do have a new challenger in the hot seat. Oh, we need we, a new challenger. Well, we'll have one, yeah, I'm sure. I'll check the emails between now and, uh, and Thursday night when we, when we record and, and we'll find one. So if you fancy you've got what it takes, step up. James Holland's got the record so far with one correct bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a low bar. Yes, it's easy until you get in the in the hot seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Uh, to the Scottish Premiership, Celtic's unbeaten domestic run was extended to thirty-one games on the weekend. In the league, they've played twenty-five matches all season and only dropped two points. Yeah, they've been smashing it, haven't they? They really have. I know people always say, and we we sort of joke about the quality of, of, of the SPL and blah 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 blah. It's the Scottish Premiership, um, just not Scottish, the SPL. You disrespect <laughs> it to such a point. You can't I don't even know name the name of it. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, it's, it's, it's Scotland, isn't it? Yeah, and they're, and they're yeah. called Celtic. Rangers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Scott, an England's hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I finish the point? Yeah, go for it. Bother, no. go, go on, go on. I was going to say, but if any team um, can be that dominant in a the league, they've clearly got something special. You know? Yeah. But that's right. Yeah. I mean, they've only dropped two points all season. Yes, you can say that the the, the quality of the opposition they're coming up against is a lot more inferior. But you've still got to keep winning. Yeah, you've got to get to that. You've got to get to that level where you they are that inferior to you. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Although they only beat Motherwell two nil. Whereas Aberdeen beat them 7-2 midweek. Is it that sort of special um, sort of form and, and quality that means you get beat 7-0 by Barcelona in the Champions League? 
because that happened. I mean, that's like something that literally happened. Yeah, right. well, maybe, maybe. I suppose yeah, I was about to say, come on, it's Barcelona, but then look at PSG. Yeah, indeed. They, were, they weren't scared, were they? God, you imagine could... PSG playing Celtic. <laughs> it would be hundreds. It would literally be 11 0. Um, are you going to talk about Mark McGee? I was going to mention Mark McGee. Excellent. May I? Yes. <laughs> I saw a brilliant. I mean, obviously, Mark McGee, for those who haven't seen, was sent to the stands uh, the other day against Aberdeen. Um, I think it was last. I think it was last week. His team were beaten seven two by Aberdeen when <clears throat> he was sent to the stand. Um, I saw a brilliant article uh, today about Mark McGee apparently in quite wanting an explanation about not only why he was sent to the stands against Aberdeen, um, but why so many refereeing decisions went against his team in that game. And they lost seven two. Now I didn't see the game in its entirety. And I'm mm-hmm. the first to admit that. But I've seen a decent amount of football matches in my time, and if you concede seven <laughs> goals in one game, it's rarely the fault of the referee. <laughs> and it was it was fantastic because I don't know if you guys know, but James McFadden is the assistant to McGee at Motherwell. Yeah, Obviously, ex Scottish yeah, striker yeah. and played for Everton and, and one or two others. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was he was. Um, I just thought thought that was worth mentioning but speaking after the game Mark McGee according to the BBC said he was absolutely disgusted and horrified by the attitude of the fourth official (laughs) and wanted clarity and after we would be speaking to the SFA's head of referees John Fleming McGee said John Fleming I'll be speaking to a lawyer I can only think there's an agenda now if you want If you watch the footage, Mark McGee is absolutely fuming. He's one of the angriest men in Britain. Yeah, it's like he tried to make out that he was really calm and, mm. and all this. And the great quote afterwards was he said, uh, in the, in the, he said, <laughs> he said, I'm not even really funny, but the fourth official sport the game for me. <laughs> Not your defending, not the Aberdeen forwards. Give you a bit more perspective. You haven't got time to go and watch the video. Ever, I'll give you. I'll just just leave with this: a police officer had to take him to the stand. (laughs) Wow, he's one of those men who's so angry that. Anybody with a sort of a rational mind wouldn't want to talk to him. He, he also he also spotted a fan when it, when the police yeah. uh, police went escorted him to the seat of the stands. He spotted a fan uh, filming him and, and screamed at him, "Is that thing on? Get your fuck!" <laughs> That's such a wonderful Scottishism. Oh, God. Beg, anyway, Begbie in action. Mark McGee is the, is the gift that keeps on giving in that situation. <laughs> it's fantastic to watch. Really, yeah. I, I, I said to you, if you haven't got time to go and see it, fair enough, but please do mm. treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, Mark Warburton has parted ways with Rangers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. With, didn't, with... He, didn't Brendan Rodgers say? <laughs> Brendan Rodgers is like, this is digging a week from Rodgers. Yeah, this is, this is big. <laughs> well, the thing is, right, before you say it, um, we should caveat, but he didn't sort of mean it as a dig, and I'll come on to the wider yeah. point, but let's just take it in isolation. Don't worry about the wider point. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Brendan Rodgers says, there isn't room for two successful managers in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. He and Warburton are friends, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah they've they known each other a long they time. Are, yeah. Right, OK. But um, don't it really makes it, it worse. <laughs> Don't, get, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Not room for, for, for two of us in this big city, baby. Okay. Because the point was, he said when he was in Liverpool, when they finished second, reminding us of all that, um, Everton were doing quite well under Martinez. And that was okay in a city like Liverpool because both are having good seasons. But obviously they're not competing quite on the same level just yet. Uh, whereas in, in Glasgow, I mean, it's the same in Glasgow, let's be honest, you know, Celtic and Rangers, the Rangers are not at that level uh, at the moment and haven't been for goodness knows how long. But mm. Rogers is saying in Glasgow, you, with Celtic having such a blisteringly good time, mm. Rangers can't stomach that, even though they could do with a bit more realism. You could, could have just maintained a dignified science. Like it. <laughs> not really a style, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear let's go to league uh, let's treat ourselves as free scoring Monaco as they're now known uh, were, were, were held uh, and PSG dropped points um, in uh, in league they dropped two points Nice won away yes. 1-0 which was a big win for them because they're still in the hunt for the league title they haven't won the championship in the top flight since 1959 they're just three points off the top this is all um, the, the win away. Uh, I think it was against Lorient. This was despite Mario Balotelli getting his third red card of the season. That's his three strikes now, isn't it? But isn't he still entitled to his good behaviour bonus, or was that an old? No, that was not. Liverpool. I think he's not entitled to it because he's been sent off three times. Surely, no, but that was a different contract. Oh. I think that was at Liverpool. I was, br- yeah. I was brought in here under false protection. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was. He was sent off for dissent as well. This is the thing. Like, apparently, the, the Nice manager is quite hot on this, as, as most managers are. He says, right, remember, no giving away penalties, no red cards, nothing stupid. When you're going yeah. for the league, I mean, you should do that anyway. But when you're going for the league and it's really tight, every game matters. Every even. 
even at every goal matters. Mm. Um, don't do stupid things. Don't derail it through nutty behaviour. Yeah. And Mario, Mario Balotelli got sent off. It was, it was like 25, 30 minutes before the end of the game. The descent. Yeah, exactly. For calling the referee something as he, as he trotted away. It wasn't even a particularly uh, big decision the referee made by letting the play go on when Balotelli thought he was fouled. It wasn't like it was a, a penalty in the last minute when it's one all and it's very tense. And perhaps he was brought down and the referee didn't see it. But the referee said after in his match report, he insulted me in English. I won't say more, but it was something classical. Mm. <laughs> it was something we've, we've said a lot. If it's a French re- referee, hmm. and Balotelli's got to use his head there, insult him in Italian. He's far less likely exactly. to be able to speak Italian than he is Just English. don't insult him. Or yeah. maintain a dignified silence. Yeah. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Not really his style. The Brendan Rodgers. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's, um, it's a three-horse race in France now, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I, you know, PSG and Monaco both being above Nice, it looks tough for them now. Well, yeah. Nice are on the same points as PSG now. I mean, Nice, it would be remarkable if they won it, but Monaco... They're doing a great job, aren't the, they? The top scorers in Europe in, in all competitions, 107 goals in all competitions, 76 goals in 26 league yeah. uh, matches, 26 or 27 uh, more than their se- the second-best scorers in the league, PSG. That's amazing. They are free scorers. Well, obviously, they've got Falcao, they've got Bernardo Silva, and they've got, like, Jao Moutinho as well, but a lot of these players that have come through Monaco's own youth system, because do you remember uh, three or four seasons ago now, they said, we're going to stop spending stupid money on people. Yeah, and, and, and they um, have done And that. they did do that, and they just, they just you know, it's been remarkable. their academy again, which is how they've always kind of operated. Yeah. Germain up front, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, Mbappe's been, been brilliant as well. The manager, um, uh, Jardim, uh, P- Portuguese manager. He's done wonders there. He could be. A, he could emerge as one of the most sought-after managers on the planet. Well, damn he, it all. He, he probably he probably will be because I've seen Monaco play in the Champions League a couple of times this season, and I, th- I was impressed with them. Um, and they go to the Etihad on Tuesday night for the first leg of the Man City um, yeah. Champions mm. League Round of 16 game. Underrated thigh rubber, that. I, I think I think is... Monaco have got a real chance in this. Oh, my picture. goodness, yeah. I, I really do. To the, to the point of some people, more, maybe more the hipsters, would have them down perhaps as even favourites. The way Man City are playing, the way Monaco are playing, you know, it's not ridiculous. Monaco have already beaten Spurs in the Champions League and, mm. and, and dumped them out of the competition effectively. Um, so it, it will be an interesting one with City looking ropey at the back. That's so, I mean, they just score goals for fun most oh, of the imagine time. Imagine Falcao coming back to Manchester to do all the damage there. Indeed, yeah, story. He, he's been much better up front. And they, mm. they play, it will be a variation, of course, but it's pretty much like a 4-4-2 they play. So it will be um, quite interesting uh, to see. Uh, before we go to the highlights of the week, we go to the Far East. And uh, this is quite nice from Hong Kong. Chang Yung Ting, the head coach of Hong Kong's Eastern Sports Club, will become the first woman to coach a men's side in a, com- a continental competition when they face big Phil Scalari's Wangzhou Evergrande in the uh, Asian Champions League this week. Excellent to see, yeah. She's great. only 28 as well. That's amazing. Now Pioneer. you speak of a Yeah, she, good. <laughs> <laughs> she, she led the, uh, the Eastern Sports Club to the Hong Kong Premier League title this year. Is that, uh, Pete's out there at the moment. Mm. This story's emerged. Is he trying to get an assistant job or is he trying to get... I don't know what he's doing. If he's involved, she'll be sacked very soon. <laughs> I'll, I'll ruin it for her. I'll let you in behind the curtain. Marcus said, oh, we're going to do a bit of Hong Kong tonight because Pete's out there. We'll get, we're going to link it in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, that, that story is worth... Uh... We, 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 can, we, we can, but ask him when he gets back. Yeah, maybe he's reporting on yeah. the story. Yeah, though, to be fair to him, when he went to Japan a couple of times, he, he did go to a Japanese football match. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Pete was the owner of that football No, club. nothing would surprise me. Mm, indeed, yeah. Um, and while we're in the far Pete, East... Pete, if you're listening, get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how you're getting on. Uh, let's go quickly to Vietnam. Oh, I was, was going to do this in the highlights of the week, Spelzy. Oh, yeah. oh, well, let's go to the highlights yeah, of the week with Luke Moore. Well, you, I don't want to cut you off there, purely because I don't want to steal all the listeners' thunder, because a lot of them got in touch with it. Yeah, and I, I want them to... I've announced the highlights of the week. We're in your bit. Great, OK. In which case, pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a few before we move into the into the, the listener-contributed ones. One is that the terrible news that Crystals is shutting down and what? moving... Well, hang on. I'll, I'll give you all the information. Crystals, I knew this would be big news. Crystals is um, is shutting down from Sellers Park because there's a redevelopment going on there mm. and moving to New Cross. So the last night at the official venue is Saturday, thirteenth of May. So make your moves now, people. I'm speaking <laughs> okay. to people in this room and outside this room. <laughs> One in your, Hong Kong. Yeah, make your moves now. Um, and I've also realised that Sutton's big unit in goal, uh, Wayne Shaw, the yeah. second choice keeper. He used to play for my hometown club, Gosport Borough. I was right? trying to work out if he uh, if I saw him play or not, but I don't think I did. <laughs> I'm trying to work out see if I could play at that level. <laughs> Possibly. It's still time for me because I think he's 43 now. He so, is. so, yeah, I'm only 36, so you never know. There you are. Um, right. Uh, what have we got here? Joe Lowe. The pleasingly named Joe Lowe says, 
at Dulwich Hamlet, I saw a man drinking Merlot straight from the bottle this weekend. At Dulwich Hamlet, yeah. are they not quite the hipster lot? Very middle class. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, apparently, I know a few people that go over there, obviously, and um, <laughs> apparently a lot of them don't want to get promoted because you can't drink at the ground. If really? They okay. They are. There. I mean, I live. 10, 15 minute walk from, from their ground mm. and uh, it's very, very uh, fashionable non-league club these days. It's, it's the club that um, all those against modern football fans started going to watch originally because they don't like professional football anymore or something like that. Oh, right. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think the, the drinking thing would be just on the, on the, in the stands. Okay, right. Because there's um, a, a fine craft uh, beer selection there apparently, okay. obviously again. Okay. Um, and next up is Peter Blow. Joe Lowe and Peter Blow. I don't think they're related. It wouldn't make any sense if they were. Different names. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose applauding the Blackburn goal. Something you touched on, Marcus. Um, I'm sure it was some kind of mind game or dig at the FA, but I can't fathom what, so I'll just assume he enjoyed the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it has been fined. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point from Mr Blow yeah. there. Um, ben Stanley, uh, my heart of the weekend was realising that even Matt Reed's teammates must be scared witless of the man, since clearly nobody has taken him to one side and had a word about the hair issue. Mm. <laughs> There's a decision to be made. Ben Stanley, you are, if, if Matt Reed's listening, you are now public enemy number one. That's Ben Stanley. <laughs> um, this is quite nice. This slipped under the radar. I didn't see it this week. I'm a fan of the show generally, but I didn't watch it this weekend. Uh, Neil Warnock, apparently, according to Don Booth, oh, yeah. was speaking to Cammy and Ben Shepherd on goals on Sunday, saying he wanted a minute's booing when he dies because of all the clubs who dislike him. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> I did find that I, I've, got, I've got a lot of time for Neil Warnock. Yeah, I think he's same. all right. Yeah. Um, and this is one for you particularly, Jim, but um, ahead of, for, for those who are, who are listening, we're recording this before the Arsenal-Sutton game tonight, mm. so um, obviously we can't cover that. Um, but Calvin Palmer got in touch on Twitter, and I'm not making this up. Calvin Palmer, 16 on Twitter, he replied to us on Twitter today just simply saying, Arsenal will put seven past this slot tonight, and you can take that to the bank. <sighs> what have you done? Forgive him, Father, for he knows not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Could be right. <laughs> and finally, um, before I rudely cut Marcus off, this is the reason why a lot of listeners got involved um, with this. Um, Ho Chi Minh City players refused to continue playing in a Vietnam League match on Sunday after the referee awarded a late penalty to their opponents, Long An. After the penalty made the score 3-2 and effectively decided the result, Ho Chi Minh players were so incensed with the decision that they decided to stop playing letting Long An score two further goals unchallenged to make the score mm. 5-2. Now, if you haven't seen this... Oh, it's class. It's, there's a vid- video dinner around the internet. You've got to watch it. It's bafflingly entertaining. Yeah, well, the penalty they let them score. That's, yeah, Luke and I were talking about this, this earlier. And how strange that is, because, as you said... like, Well, yeah, I mean, to, to bring people up to speed, it was 2-all. It's quite near the end of the game, from what I can make out. Last minute. Yeah, it was last minute, OK. They, they, they get... Ho Chi Minh City have a... Have a, a you would probably say a questionable penalty against, but not outrageous. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it was it was coming together in the box. It's one of those ones that, that pundits will say, in quotes, you've seen them given. Yeah. Right? It's given. Yeah. Rather than trying to save the penalty, the goalkeeper turns his back on the penalty taker and lets him score. Yeah. Well, for me, there is a time and a place to protest. <laughs> protest after that. Yeah. At least yeah. try and save it. Yeah, right. Then there's no harm done. That's but right. The, the fourth one is my favourite, though, because the striker's bearing down and <laughs> yeah. none of the opposition yeah. defenders are yeah. trying to stop him and the goalkeeper does a roly pole. In his and then just walks off. Do you think that was uh, <laughs> was that in homage to uh, Wayne Shaw, the Roly Poly? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Don't, don't disrespect him. I'm, not, I'm just saying that's the, his name. The fifth one as well. He does a, he does this, basically the same thing without the Roly Poly. Just just walks past him, just lets him go. <laughs> so strange. Very odd. So thanks to all the listeners who got in touch mm. with that. I would name you all, but there are far too many yeah, to there mention. Was, there was another great one from Mexico. A guy called Peter oh, Tims yeah. on on Twitter pointed this out to us as well. Oh, um, I like this one. The yeah. Mexican manager called uh, Ricardo um, La Vulpa, uh, which he also pointed out means Richard the Fox. So we should perhaps. Great. Expect this. Um, basically, as a, as a player, like running down the line, and the ball looks like it's about to go out of touch, doesn't. Ricar- Big Ricardo doesn't matter. Like, he's not bothered about this because he just steps onto the pitch and tackles him. Yeah, yeah. Like, still in play, and, and the manager's just. No, I'm having that off you. I'd like to add that um, for it was a great tackle from a man with his hands in his pocket yeah. in dress shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, but it's, is it quite straightforward to tackle someone when that person has no idea that you can even legitimately tackle them? Relax. Maybe. Yeah, true. He's got. He's got the. Uh, I'll, I'll agree. He's got the weapon of surprise on his side. Yeah. Well, I have a highlight as well, and it's 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 in the same vein as what's been going on. There's been a few good ones. The Argentina under twenty coach Gerardo um, Solorio, who's. Um, He's been suspended. And I'll tell you why. He was trying to climb a perimeter fencing to fight fans. <laughs> At 50, 57 years old. Under 20 coach. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that happening here. Anyone caring that much? Yeah. <laughs> right, OK. He's under, is he the new under 21 boss, A.D. Boothroyd? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think he's certainly naming the hat, but I'm yeah. not, I, think, I think he may have uh, 
got the job. Imagine someone, I mean, Boothroyd's definitely managed at that level. Imagine me, Big Aidy, going, right, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, coming to get you. The, the Mark McGee gets He's sent... definitely involved in the setup at England, Boothroyd, yeah. yeah. Mark McGee gets sent to the stands, right? Yeah, and rightly so. And rightly right. so. And a fan is filming him, and McGee turns round, and you could imagine, because he's an angry man anyway, I mean, the heat of the moment, he's going, Oi, are you going to turn that effing thing off, or whatever yeah. he says, right? That's, that's like, quite outrageous for here. The Argentina national team, under-21 coach, is trying to climb a perimeter fence to fight fans. I thought you said it was under-20, so it's not as bad. Under-20, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that fence there to keep the coaches out? I don't know. <laughs> but the quote, Jim, I have to say this, people call me old, a drunk, but I just climbed the fence to look for the haters. <laughs> It goes on. It's like a flow rider. <laughs> Sometimes. He's, he's Drake. I get a good feeling. Yeah. Um, I've said a thousand sorries, but I'm feeling like Jesus, to be honest. Everyone at, <laughs> everyone at me for no reason. <laughs> Again, like, how is there even this much criticism of the under-20 coach? <laughs> <laughs> I guess Imagine this boss. boss, right? You're going to go out there, you're going to say something to the press about this. Sorry, I was just trying to get off the haters. Not that. Don't say that. All right, well, I'm feeling like Jesus for crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Jesus, who famously climbed many fences <laughs> yeah. to get at the haters. Blessed are the peacemakers. Yeah. And if you disagree with that, I'll punch your noses. Yeah. <laughs> just... oh, What's his name, this guy? It's uh, Gerardo Solorio. Just making a note. Yeah. Mm. He might pop up again. <laughs> Well, he's not going to be in a job, surely. Oh, mind you, you never know with the Argentine in FA. Yeah, yeah. He might be given a three-year extension. We love your passion. Yeah. Oh. You can manage the national team. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to uh, the Football Ramble this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, any more for any more, chaps? Are we out? No, you've already said it's the end of the show, so don't ask us now. Mm. That's it. OK, yeah. it's goodbye from me. Goodbye yeah. from you, Jim. No hidden tracks for us. <laughs> goodbye from Luke Moore. Goodbye. See you next week. Mm.